0: Welcome to episode 13. Today, we're gonna talk about our willingness to grow, which creates the domino effect. I wanna set this up for us a little bit uh, and talk about the movie Collateral Beauty. Have you seen it? Will Smith is the actor, and there's this incredible scene with this elaborate city of dominoes that was set in his office. The dominoes were spread all across multiple tables, And they were different heights, different colors, different shapes. And at one point in the movie, Will Smith touches the end of the domino. And they all follow suit until the last domino had been touched. Officially, this is called the domino effect. It's a cumulative effect produced when one event initiates a succession of similar events. I use this analogy as an entry point to talk about our willingness to change. And when we change, the people in our sphere of influence change. And when they change, the people in their sphere of influence change. And the domino effect continues the same way it did with the beginning domino. I serve on a board of a faith-based company called CityPlan. And City Plan works with regional leaders throughout the world to equip and support transformative works within their regions. And one of the most amazing examples of this domino effect happened at a middle school. The school had been struggling with attendance and police involvement. And I just want to share with you the statistics from the school they had 850 students in attendance. 698 incidents in one year with 53 incidents being reported to the police they required police attention only 25 percent of the students actually felt safe at their school and their graduating percent was 69. so we were asked to come up with a solution for this problem and we developed a team to pray every Monday for that school and for the teachers and for the students. And after five months, the statistics showed, after five months, the statistics showed there were only two campus police reports. Now, there should have been 26 based on the percentage from last year. Their attendance shot up to 93%. And the two most difficult students became the cheerleaders for the school, encouraging students to do their homework, encouraging them to come to school. They would check in on them. Why weren't you here today? That was a significant domino effect for that school and for those teachers, for the principal, for those students. And you know that as They left and saw this change every day. It affected their homes. It affected the students' parents and their siblings because it was a domino effect. It was such a positive shift from what was happening before. And it was the school's willingness to try this type of solution that brought change. And that change created a domino effect on the entire school and the children were safer, and they felt safer being in school. Now that's an incredible story. And you know, one of the first steps in recognizing you are an agent of change is realizing that you have a sphere of influence. And this sphere of influence is touched by your behavior, the decisions you make, the actions you take, Whatever it is, whatever comes out of your mouth, whether it's good or bad, the people that surround you are affected by you and your sphere includes your family. It includes your workplace. It includes your neighborhood. If you live in a neighborhood, wherever there is a constant group of people that you're influencing on a regular basis. So I want to talk about just a couple of spheres that you can, that you can really influence. And one of them is the family and the other one is the work environment. So let's start with the family first. So the question you want to ask yourself is, how do you want your family to grow under your influence? What do you want your family to be like and how do you influence that? I'll share a little bit of how my husband and I decided to raise our children. For us, as parents, we wanted our home to be a safe place for our children and for the other children in the neighborhood. Our house was the hangout house, and we set boundaries to make our home that way. Now, having a safe place was more important to me because growing up, my home was not a safe place. My father was bipolar and an alcoholic, and there were many times of great fun in our house. He was incredible, very charismatic, lots of fun, but there were many times of not so much fun and everything hinged on how he felt, what mood he was in. My siblings and I were not allowed to talk freely in our home. Neither was my mom. We were always walking on eggshells, making sure we did not say or do anything that would incite my dad. And if we did, we definitely felt his wrath And the really sad part of this is for him, he was given the opportunity to get help. His company loved him and loved the work he did. He was so good at it. And they offered to help him. They paid for his initial uh, treatment to see what was going on with him, took care of him. But in the end, he decided he didn't want help. He refused their help. And of course, it cost our whole family. That decision had a very negative influence on us. My parents divorced after 23 years of marriage because my dad's disease had progressed so severely. And my dad spent the latter part of his life alone. He had alienated everyone in his family, all of us, all of us children. I mean, we would touch base with him, but it just wasn't conducive for us to hang out with him. And I wanted my children to have a different experience. So we set up some fun little things like during dinner, we always had table talk. And the kids could talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. They could talk about what happened at school. They could talk about good things, bad things. It was, they could talk about whatever they wanted to. And they could feel safe and they would be heard. And nothing we talked about at the table ever left our house. So they didn't have to worry about sharing something and us confronting one of their friends or calling a parent we we shared and and they felt safe my husband and I also rarely argued in front of the children if there was a problem we would excuse ourselves we would talk it through and once we got on the same page then we were able to talk to their kids with a united front and with a a real heart of being in sync together now were we perfect parents absolutely not just ask our kids But we took classes on marriage. We took classes on finance. We sought counsel from other people who had experience from our parents at different points in our children's lives. When they were in kind of the preteen teen, teen, uh, we sought professional counseling to help all of us work through some of the difficulties we were having. We were all willing to listen and grow. And that willingness changed their lives, which impacted their sphere of influence. So what are some of the areas of growing that you would like to have a domino effect in your family's life, in your spouse, in your children? I've got a few things to get you started just to help you begin to percolate if you haven't ever thought about this. So one of the things is what kind of atmosphere do you set in your home? How do you treat one another in your home? Your communication style. Number two is, does your family have a safe zone to discuss whatever they're struggling with? And another one to be thinking about is, is each member in your family respected for their uniqueness? Because we all know we're all different. Not two of us are alike. And there's times where we have more similarities with one person in our family than we might with the other. But it doesn't make us any better or any less than them it makes us unique it makes us our own person and these are the things that we have to consider when we're influencing pouring into other people's lives so these are just a few things that you could just talk to your family about and see how can you guys grow how can you grow and then take a step make a decision for that change in your family One of my favorite resources is by Danny Silk, Loving Our Kids on Purpose. (laughs) Even the title, We Choose to Love Our Kids on Purpose. And one of his quotes from his book says, When love and freedom replace punishment and fear as the motivating forces in a relationship between a parent and a child, the quality of life improves dramatically for all involved they feel safe with each other and the anxiety that created distance in the relationship is chased away by a sense of love, humor, and value for one another. I mean, that's, that's a power packed statement, but it's so good because it's true. When we do things out of compulsion, because we're afraid that that motivates us, then we don't learn to do things properly out of our own ability. When we learn to make good choices, then we make good choices the rest of our life. When we learn to make choices because we're afraid, then a lot of our life is driven by protecting ourselves and not being afraid. So that just is a little bit about the family. And I can help you with some resources. You can just contact me on my website, cindy stewartcom And there's a contact form. Fill it out. Let me know what you're interested in and we can connect. The next area we want to look at is how do you want to influence others in your work environment? John Maxwell writes in Leadership 101, Real leadership is being the person others will gladly and confidently follow. Now, we know not every leader has a title by their name. Sometimes it is your peers that have the incredible ability, as John Maxwell says, to lead and you are happy to follow them and when you carry that kind of influence you have a willingness to change and when you experience change you're excited to share with others how to change this is how i did it and this creates a domino effect for your whole team and for your company for your customers i worked for a company um, when i lived in texas who really believed in investing in their employees And at one point, they spent one whole year training us under the Malcolm Baldrige Award of Excellence. So everything we did was reworked to a place of excellence, whether it was a total readjustment, a total rewriting of how we did it, or just little tweaks here and there. We learned how to take any area of the company and look for ways to continuously improve. Personally, I was in human resources, and our customers were our employees of the company. And one of our biggest focuses was taking good care of them and their families, from insurances to transfers. They were getting moved to different parts of the country and making sure that that was a seamless process for them, for their families, for their children, that they were able to find the right schools, the right houses. I mean, the company really wanted the best for their employees. And I learned how to develop and identify best practices. I learned the art of problem solving in both the process side of our company and on the personnel side and and really the customer service side. But the greater lesson was working together as a team toward the common goal of excellence for our employees. But at the same time, you know, it sounds really great and everything's beautiful and shiny. But at the same time, I was going through some difficulty with my boss and I actually had a huge conflict with her. And it was more of an internal conflict that I was having until it was brought to the surface. I mean, she was very likable, but we had one contentious spot between us. The job I had, she always said, was beneath her. She would never learn it or help us because it would make her look weak to the management. Although she was management. Of course, her attitude alone showed her insecurities. But at the time, I was very young and I could not see it. It just made me mad. And to top it off, the person I worked for was on maternity leave. And so she brought in a temporary to help us. Well, let me tell you about that help. As it turns out, I think the temp wanted my job or her job, my boss's job. I'm not sure which. And my boss started confiding in her. And then the temp would come and tell me. Day after day, she would tell me all the things that supposedly she had said about us. Well, I didn't go to my boss and work it out, which was my first mistake. Of course, I should have. No, I told the temp how I could do my boss's job so much better. I was more qualified. How's that sounding to you guys, right? And if they ever had to lay anybody off, it would be her. Because she didn't know how to do anybody's job but her own. And she certainly didn't know how to do mine. But I knew how to do her. Now that sounds quite encouraging, doesn't it? The insanity of my insults played right into this temp's hands. She immediately went and told my boss. Fortunately, my boss was quite surprised and gracious. We were able to talk through what I felt like was the contentious spot for me. And I told her how I felt, and she told me how she felt, and I really gained a great understanding. And we were able just to move on from there, Uh, but I had to apologize profusely because I was wrong. I should have never talked to anyone else about her, and when I started feeling this anger toward her, I should have gone to her, but (laughs) I didn't. Unfortunately, it all worked out, and I stayed with the company until we moved uh, to Georgia. But that's what we learn: we learn how to change. We learn that that willingness to change, to to learn from each other, to grow, is a domino effect. My uh, the person who was on maternity leave came back, and things were much smoother because we worked things out, and then the three of us were able to talk. The temp left. Which, thank goodness, she didn't get any of our jobs. So, you know, there are things that happen in our workplace that create both negative and positive, but we can find ways to make changes, make corrections, learn from one another, and create a better environment for us to work in. You know, I have a free ebook called Relational Leadership that gives four strategies in relating better to the people you work with and to your employees or to your team. And it's on my website and the link will be in the description of the podcast. Uh, please take a minute to read through it. And there's a quiz that you can take that will help you understand how you process, how you communicate and interact. And if you can get your whole team to take it or the other people in your department to take it, it really is an eye opener in understanding how do we make decisions? How do we communicate? How do we recharge our batteries? It's really a a good tool. And, And some of the areas that you can grow in, you can learn from just working with each other, working on this relational leadership and then helping each other find those areas of growth that will make your team better and that will create that domino effect. So ask yourself, what are some of the areas Of growing in your work environment that would produce a domino effect for the people in your sphere of influence and like with the family I'll give you a few ideas as a starter just to kind of rev the engine so think about how well do you engage with others in your work environment how well do you communicate Uh, how well do you listen to what they're saying how well do you respect the work that they're doing That's a big, that's a big one. And the second one to just kind of ask yourself is, do you invest in others' success? Do you help them get ahead to be successful at what they're doing? If they're having a hard time, do you support uh, and encourage them in their function? And the third one is, where do you need to grow? What are some of the areas that, you know, if I just took one step, and learned a little bit of more about this, or maybe was able to spend a little bit more time with my coworker or my boss or with my customer, I would be able to glean from them and grow to that next level. So think about those things. I actually have two other podcasts about leadership. Uh, one's in episode nine and one's in episode 10. One's about building your relational muscles. And and that makes a big difference too. And then the other one is the relational leadership one. And you can listen to these on iTunes or you can read uh, the blogs on my podcast. And sometimes you just need a little help processing. Where do I need to grow? And is there a place that I'm really not willing to? And what would it take to flip that switch so I really can be a positive influence on my family? i can create a healthy environment in my home i can create a successful work environment where whether i'm working with my customers customers my co-workers or my boss there is a level of not only respect but of uh reciprocal domino effect where we're all learning and growing together and it's creating such a great team So those are some things you can be thinking about and really planning on pursuing. If you need some help processing through any of these thoughts, I would appreciate an opportunity to talk to you. Fill out the connection form at cindy stewartcom and I'll get right back with you. And I can help you in this journey to connect you to your best. I mean, that really is the goal. You want to live out of the best you can be. So remember You are the best investment you can make. So invest in yourself. And until next time.